This NFL mock draft edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Riffer. Riffer is your home for mini podcasts from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Subscribe to our Riffer channel today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash R I F F R. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer Dog? It's officially mock draft draft season <laughs> with a Z, baby. And who better to draft for the New York football giants than the guy that we're building around? Not Dave Gettleman, Mr. Daniel Jones himself, Sean. Sorry, I'm excited. We're doing a mock draft. We're doing a mock draft. Kramer's rocking his uh, Daniel Jones jersey again. Um, and shout out to me that that we have um, access to that Pro Football Reference player comparison tool. Uh, and just <laughs> I've dick. I've been going on an odyssey of just matching Real Daniel dick. Jones next to other quarterbacks, and it is <laughs> it is fun. I, Gardner Minshew is available, Ryan. As as a potential trade candidate, I, I think you could get them off the get them off the Jags I, I, I'm for a decent l- price. I mean, you look at his career numbers, noticeably better than Daniel Jones. I'm a little confused at your Minshew comparison because we both love Minshew. Uh, no, Just I'm, like, I'm saying I like Minshew. I I'm think- a, you want to you want to call him a, a Gardner Minshew? I get it. It's kind of a dig, right? Gardner Minshew probably not going to be a a quarterback that's going to take you to the promised land. Uh, maybe a gatekeeper type quarterback. Hmm. Daniel Jones, much better than that, Sean. That's why he's here <laughs> representing the New York All Rise Football Giants for this first ever, Sean. Collaborative ever. SGPN mock draft. Yes. And we, I'm, we, I'm sure nothing will go wrong today. No, we have 32 or more or less 32 sound bites. Kramer and I will be picking for our teams and the Dallas Cowboys because fuck Dallas. And uh, the rest will be picked by SGPN contributors, friends and family. Everyone kind of made their pick. We were doing this draft in Slack, then sent in a one minute audio clip of uh, why they're making their decision, who they're picking. Which, by the way, you want an advertisement for why Slack makes your business go? (laughs) We pulled off a (laughs) thirty-two team mock draft in like forty-eight hours. No, it was written descriptions, audio uh, clips, like and and of the hashtag Dejans only nature. There were, uh, I would say, a number more than two at least of contributors who said they will be sending their audio, but quote, they're really drunk right now and can't get to it. 
Yeah, a couple more like than, more than hungover excuses. A couple like, oh, dude, I don't think I'm in, I'm in a good state to record a message well, right now. Ryan, and really, I, I think it speaks to us as bosses that we're creating <laughs> such a cool workplace. Uh, what other job can you say? Yeah, I'm gonna do that work, but hold yeah. on, I'm really drunk right now. As as Colby has put it so graciously, <laughs> I go to work and I do sports. <laughs> I it is Colby in the office. There really needs to be a documentary. It will just occur to Colby every once in a while. He goes, now I'm just doing sports seven days a week. Uh, and then he just eats a handful of jelly beans and uh, shoots, a, shoots a basketball hoop. And then it uh, ricochets off and possibly damages his laptop. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, if you've seen it, cause I've seen it multiple times when you haven't been around <laughs> where he's almost completely destroyed his laptop. Yes. That, that probably is the database is going to show us. He doesn't need a laptop. Uh, All right, Kramer, I'm enough so messing around. Up. Let's get I'm to so it. Hyped up. But before we get to the actual national football league mock draft, want to shout out the presenting sponsor of the podcast. That is win bet. That's right. You want to win big. You gotta go to wynnbet.com. Download their app today. Active in a ton of states, more states on the way. Get started today, and you will receive up to a $500 risk-free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. Download the app today. Again, they got the best odds. You want to parlay? Of course, you want to parlay. They got some sweet parlay boosts. When you put in a parlay, you can print out a little ticket on the screen, send to friends, family. Again, get Nana involved. Everyone should be over at winbet.com. The experience of Win Las Vegas in the palm of your hands. Countdown is on. We will be uh, we'll be heading out to Win Las Vegas one of these days. Ryan, football's coming. Sports are here. Let's fucking go. Sean, if I may, real quick, uh, yeah. shout out to the YouTube chat. Also, shout out to the Twitch chat. I've been getting. I'm looking at you, Twitch Twitchies. Uh, I've been I've been on there doing a little Rocket Leaguing, and you wouldn't believe it, Sean. Mm. Not only am I a championship winning a trend giver outer with the first half unders. Not only am I a youth sock soccer championship coach, but I am now a Rocket League season three tournament winner, Sean. Live on Twitch, it happened. It's documented. All right, now what? Uh, now the reason people are really here. Yes, the reason uh, for the season. And Sean, I'm just going to transform the scene real quick because we're headed to the draft view. <laughs> we don't have Kuiper. Uh, Colby wasn't available. Uh, just kidding. We didn't ask him. Uh, <laughs> Sean, yes. let's get to it. Well, you see all around us. You see the draft uh, board uh, to the side of us. Kramer did a very nice job. Yeah, with you the you video see the project. teams beneath us. With the uh, video uh, production, you can get that youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Okay, Kramer, number one, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they are officially on the clock with the first overall pick. What's up, DJ Nation? This is Jake Paquin, more commonly but incorrectly known as Jake Paquin. My ties <laughs> with the sports gambling podcast started about a year ago when I sent over a logo. For my new favorite summer sport, Madden Mayhem. Nice. Since then, from time to time, I help the fellas out with some graphic design work. But let's get to it. The reason that we're here, the 2021 NFL Draft. I'm representing the Jacksonville Jaguars all the way from West Michigan for they are in the first pick. We're not overthinking this. 
And yes, we do have an American badass quarterback. Yes. A quarterback with a fucking awesome mullet, yes. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> but the data shows that a perfect mullet gets you laid, not wins, <laughs> on the field at least. Well. This is a no-brainer. <laughs> He's got the deep ball accuracy, a quick release, and a full head of hair. We're taking the six foot six, three-time ACC champ, one-time national champion, and MVP, the pretty boy himself, out of Clemson University, Trevor Lawrence. All right, Trevor Lawrence, Ryan, lock that up. He is the uh, number one pick to the point that Jags fans are already sending him and his wife wedding gifts. Again, we we've we've done the weird the side conversation. You get married before you're the number one overall pick in the National Football League at a quarterback. That that just shows to me kind of poor decision making. You don't propose on Valentine's Day either, right? (laughs) Isn't that the rule? Look, I I uh, I mean I'm I'm glad that Jake went uh, went down the line of not completely shaking up our mock draft by just going off the reservation. Zach Wilson, Chris, according to Chris Sims, Zach Wilson, a better prospect. Uh, than uh, than our boy Trevor Lawrence. I think we just got, we all got fatigued on Trevor Lawrence because we saw him for too long. I, I I think it's just one of those deals. I think sometimes we always talk about there's always like a linebacker or a lineman that we say, oh, he's so safe. The floor is so high. This year yeah. it's the USC lineman, and, and and I think sometimes like why isn't his him he is a quarterback? Why isn't the floor super high? So yeah, obviously we're debating the obvious here. Not much. Uh, Urban not much. Meyer gets his guy, uh, his his Tim Tebow 2.0. I guess. <laughs> this is basically like if he could reconstruct Tim Tebow, he gave him the long hair, he gave him the the, the beautiful locks, he gave him the arm. I, I don't know. Makes sense. All right, moving to the number two pick with the New York Jets officially on the clock. Good eye, Mike. Pick Dundee here, <laughs> aka the Dantabase, picking for the New York Jets. I select, we select Zach Wilson, quarterback BYU. Yes, yes. The next Steve Young, former BYU quarterback Steve Young. You know he's going to be much like that. Going to get a Super Bowl win for the Jets, or like Jim McMahon, friend of the program. Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl for the Chicago Bears, former BYU quarterback. He's going to be good. The point is, right? Maybe Mark Wilson, like um, those three quarterbacks, really. But knowing the Jets' luck, he might be like Ty Detmer and throw fucking seven interceptions in one game. But regardless, the pick here is Zach Wilson, and uh, hopefully we can get some key pieces around him later in the draft. Stay tuned. Pick Dundee special New York Jets Super Bowl champs, and then sometime in the next hundred years. <laughs> All right, Colby checking it. I mean, pick. I wish he did the whole thing and picked pick Dundee. Dundee. Well, <laughs> it is Colby does his pick Dundee voice for like the intro and in ten seconds, and then immediately bails on the Australian accent to the pick itself. Interesting because we, I've been given out this pick. I think we, we took it in our uh, serious futures draft and we got Zach Wilson, number two uh, pick overall at like minus one fifty. I I was pretty confident. Of course, when we had Joe Theismann on the program, Joe Theismann was all in on Zach Wilson. He kind of threw out the idea that he thinks he's the second best quarterback. That what that kind of tipped me off onto the trail. And we got it at like minus one fifty under minus uh, 200. And now I think if you tried to draft Zach or tried to bet that prop, Zach Wilson, it's like minus 2000, minus 3000. It's, it, it's basically off the board. It's, uh, it, it's over. And I think that, you know, I think the first two picks, if something changes, 
Uh, could we have like one of those strange like Baker Mayfield situations where all of a sudden it goes from not really knowing to knowing? No, because I think this is the case where we know. Yeah. So we would have to go to well and unknow- I think t- the draft starts with the next pick, obviously, right? Yes. And I think what solidified it uh, for me was that rumor that the Eagles tried to trade up to number three or at least looked into it. Realizing Zach Wilson wasn't yeah. going to be there, they have a relationship with Joe Douglas, the general manager at the Jets. I'm sure they said, "Hey, dude, are you taking Zach Wilson?" <laughs> he said, "Yes." Yeah. The Eagles said, "Fuck it, we don't want to trade up to number three. We're going to be happy to trade down to number uh, twelve." There, this, of course, is really where the draft starts in many people's eyes. The number three pick, the San Francisco 49ers, are on the clock. What's up, DJs? Rod Via Gomez here. I am the Swiss Army knife of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I do a little bit of everything. I cover NASCAR, I cover college football, I cover NFL, some <laughs> fa- uh, DraftKings, whatever they need me to do, I'm there to do it for them. And you can find my work all over the website. Oh. But I am here today for a more well important done, reason. I am here with the third pick in the NFL draft for the San Francisco 49ers on this mock draft. And with the third pick of the 2021 NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers select quarterback, Justin Fields, Ohio state. Listen, we traded the farm for this guy. Literally every pick we have for the next hundred years is going up to pick number three. And we are not wasting it on another Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, I love Jimmy. You love Jimmy. Everybody loves Jimmy, but I think we need a change. And so we are going after that a more mobile quarterback, a guy that is more readily available to compete with the Patrick Mahomes and the Lamar Jackson's of the world. So give us Justin Fields. I'll say this. One, uh, who was the guy that broke the Mac Jones news? Fuck him, because what do you mean? Well, uh, someone reported that Shanahan was trading up for Mac Jones. Oh, and it became a thing. I think I think Chris Sims did, and and it made sense. Do you know? Do you know about Chris Sims? Do you know his relationship to Kyle Shanahan? They were college roommates Uh to the point they were such close friends. They have each other's names tattooed on each other. Which again, no, I no, Joe Buck. You tell me you didn't take Joe Buck off the board right now. Bro, I, I just right. can't imagine. Hold on, let's role play for a second. In what scenario <laughs> am I getting your name tattooed on my body? I don't know. It would have to be some. I, I can't imagine a scenario no, where well, that I don't would know. happen. What's you got drunk in Cancun and you fucked each other? Hey, whatever. Who's the top? Whatever you know. Again, Shannon who's, who's the top of his board? <laughs> hey, whatever. Whatever they got into in college, they clearly had a connection. Ryan Shanahan and, knows how to make holes on the offensive <laughs> line. I'll say that. And now, uh, you know, they're in a position. I, I think Chris Sims. He has Mac Jones yeah. uh, number three. He has Zach Wilson number one uh, for his quarterback uh, rating. So I, I think. I still think there there's been this weird narrative where it was Mac Jones. Everyone was all in on Mac Jones. And now like people are nitpicking other people are leaking stuff. They're bringing up Justin Fields. I kind of still think I haven't put out my mock draft yet. I kind of still think it ends up being Mac Jones. Where are you at Kramer? Well, hundred percent. It's a quarterback, obviously yes. traded up. And I think you're not get. Are, are you getting excited about Mac Jones? The way you could get excited about Justin. Like if you're in on Justin Fields, you're really excited well, and, about and it. And to, to, to me, the point. thing that jumps out is if you wanted Mac Jones, did you have to trade up for Mac Jones at the number three spot? Probably, but again, maybe I, not. I think the casual football fan 
and the hardcore football fan even even doesn't value Mac Jones as much as the NFL itself. Like I think within football guy circles, they, they have Mac Jones graded way higher. And I think the same and influence it, it, it rings true to these well, guys. So it's the same and influence. And it's also the idea. I mean, we've heard this been said by, by media outlets everywhere, but the NFL in some ways, like you can be really good. And like, in some ways, Shanahan is basically saying like, fuck it. I need someone who I know can manage a game. Like I couldn't get Jimmy G to be a but, game manager. What, what you, I can, I can watch Mac Jones manage a game with, with an Alabama team that I fancy similar to my team right here, right? Talented athletes all over the field. Just need a guy who knows how to distribute the ball. So from that angle, right? Cause the Justin Fields, it's high variance. Like the guy, he could be great. Maybe it's going to turn into a situation like Lamar Jackson, where he doesn't have the arm talent. You don't know. So I don't know. I like the Justin Fields angle. Cause if I'm a Niners fan as a fan, this is a pick I'm excited about because if I'm not like as a guy who's got the Daniel Jones, I'm excited about the legs, baby. The two-way player. The fact that he's an athlete is why you can get excited about a quarterback nowadays. And Mac Jones just isn't a fucking athlete. Yeah, I, I, I think Shanahan. I think they end up pulling the trigger on Mac Jones right Uh, now. But I, I agree. I would rather have Justin Fields. All right, way too much. Right. Sorry, I'm not too much talking. You're number four. The Atlanta Falcons select. What's up, DJs? Jong Lee here. Jong. I'm here representing your Atlanta Falcons. Quick side note, when I'm not moonlighting as a mock GM, I contribute to SGP <laughs> by coming up with the segment time codes for all the YouTube videos you see online. Having said that, let's get to why I'm here. With the fourth pick in the 2021 SGPN NFL mock draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts, tight end, University of Florida, to bolster the Falcons offense, ranked 16th in scoring last season. Pitt's versatility to be flexed inside or outside make this a pick that injects life in a Falcons offense that hasn't been relevant since 2016. I say all that to say this. At number four, the Falcons will go after the six foot six, 245 talent and his ability to create mismatches for opposing defenses all season long. Here's what I'll say. First of all, uh, jump into Slack, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Slack, where John. Uh, literally just a, a a marathon of tennis Machine. plays, just tennis plays out the him, ass. Him and Will have been uh, it, killing it in tennis. I'm cra- I'm cracking open a cool a cold Coors Light. Oh. Shout out to you, John. Oh, Appreciate yeah. all the uh, time codes and everything else you do. I the the I do think the Falcons, if they stay there at number four, I, I think they will be shopping the pick, especially to QB needy teams. But I think they I think they end up taking pits. I think they're going to try and. Get a little bit more out of Matt Ryan and his noodle yeah. arm. I, again, to me, I, I, if Justin Fields is there, I, I think that makes sense for them. But I think as this board shakes out, I, I'm with Jung. I think they take uh, Pitts. And I guess you know, I, I'll I I stand by what I've said about Pitts, which is I still have like call me stupid. Yes, right. I you know, silly me. I played a sport where we didn't need pads. Um, Tough guy, tough guy, a tough guy in the room. But I watch Kyle Pitts, and I get it. He he's very large, and he's doing all of these things as a very large man who can move. But I haven't seen a lot of him defeating a lot of contact, and 
and I love the pick because he does have the highest ceiling. Like I'll concede that he probably has the highest ceiling just based on the fact that he could mimic Calvin Johnson. But if you're a Falcons fan, like isn't that they're almost certainly not taking a quarterback? But aren't don't you want a quarterback so badly if you're a Falcons fan? Yes, if I'm a Falcons fan, I hope they go quarterback. Anyway, yeah, not not a, not a horrible pick here. But I, you know, could be the first year I read this first year ever four quarterbacks taken. Yeah. And, and there's certainly a world a where, where five go. Uh, I wait now. Well, it's, it's maybe if the Bengals trade Tra- out trading, if, if they teams get crazy, you, you never know, you know, with the number five pick, the Cincinnati Bengals are now on the clock. What is up everybody? It's the legend. Justin Wood here <laughs> with my zero and four record on all my public picks on the sports gambling podcast. And I am the pride of Bengal fandom. I will be selecting the number five pick for these Cincinnati Bengals after debating the smart pick or the sexy pick after debating getting Burrow safe or getting the band back together. I will be selecting Panay Sewell, the six foot six, 331 pound offensive stud from the university of Oregon who I like that. I like the close there. That's, who day de- indeed? That's and, a strong finish. And it does seem like Sewell is the uh, is the consensus number one offensive tackle. Although, and, and we're going to be doing a separate draft props podcast. Yeah. I think, you know, from Sewell's arm measurement length. Oh no! I, I think there's a real chance Slater goes ahead of him. So I think if you go, if you can see some props out there, Slater first offensive lineman drafted. Mm-hmm. I like that, and I also think Jamar Chase here is a real possibility. And that would explain why the Eagles were comfortable trading down from six to 12, because they knew Pitts and chase were both likely to be off the board and they felt comfortable with what they could get at 12 compared to six. Just a thought. I mean, that that's the next level. I, I think this is, if you're a Bengals fan, it, it's very fun to want to chase a talent, but you got to take alignment. This is the right yeah. pick. If you think burrow is your guy, you get the lineman who's going to be I mean, next. He got his ass kicked. They need an offensive yeah. lineman. It, it's there's, really just that. Not much to overthink here, and I think I think you might be right in terms of like sometimes the the depending on the GM they get a little hot and bothered over the measurements. <laughs> um, but well, and, and certainly the idea of pairing Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow. But they already I, I have see, like I see that team, and I I don't see a team that needs receivers. I guess no, they need offensive. I, I liked what I saw in Higgins, and maybe they can they can build around that. With the number six pick, the Miami Dolphins trade from the Philadelphia Eagles. They're on the clock. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is your friendly neighborhood DJ L here, picking for the Miami Dolphins. What's up, L? First round, <laughs> six pick of the 2021 NFL Draft. I basically give guys on medical advice on certain injury updates during the NFL season for SGPN. With that being said, the Dolphins will select Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU, to add some explosiveness for Tua and the offense to put up points and take some pressure off of their excellent defense, which was top 10 last year. And they will go for the best offensive player available. Fins up, baby. You know what? Can I, can I comment real quick? I heard, I felt the excitement in that voice of about football in the way that he was clapped. He was talk. He's like, we're going to do this and we're going to, we're going to get, get it down the field. And like, if I'm a, if I'm a dolphins fan and they draft a receiver, 
I am super stoked and also super nervous. Similar to how I feel. I'm not going to show you the nervous side though, Sean, but (laughs) by like Trey Lance is available four to six games in if things aren't going well, like it's like, fuck, well, I made the wrong bet. And two there, the dolphins are in a very weird spot because they have a bunch of draft capital. They traded away some with the the kind of maneuvering, but they still have a bunch of draft capital. And I'm hearing that, that they're still in the mix for Deshaun Watson. So I think their evaluation of Tua is the same as me. And if if Deshaun Watson can get to a place where, okay, he's suspended for four games, the heat kind of burns down, you know, whatever. We've seen plenty of people, Look, plenty of NFL players uh, move past off the field issues. And I no, think go, go I think, to Miami and rehab. We've seen this story before, right? Yeah, there's I probably mean, a rehab. You can hang out the York at a, a day spot. Yeah, yeah Bobby so Crafts. I, I still think they're in the mix for that. Again, I would still look for the quarterback position, but even me as a as a two a hater, I don't know if you really want to take the fifth quarterback here. Uh or, or no, I mean, yeah, Justin Fields. No, so Mac Jones, and I mean, you could have Mac Jones or Trey Lance. Uh, again, not a huge Mac Jones fan, but and are we at this point? Are we ready to say this is uh, the quarterbacks are sliding? Are the quarterbacks sliding in our draft already? With the number eight pick, the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. The Lions, you skipped the Lions, Sean. With the number seven you- pick, the Detroit Lions are on the clock. That was part of the bit, right? What's up, my SGP degenerates? <laughs> Danny Locks here representing oh. the Detroit Lions. I was turned on to the sports gambling podcast and Slack channel by my good friend Jake Paquin. That's a drop. Paquin, <laughs> however the fuck you pronounce it. And I was instantly hooked onto what it was all about, mostly the drinking and the gambling. Yes. But now for the pick. The Lions have traditionally made some controversial picks during my 30 years as a fan, but I do have some optimism with the new regime that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have assembled. <laughs> but we have to remember, these are the fucking lines. <laughs> but still on the board, we have a 2020 Maxwell Award winner, the Blitnikoff Award winner, a fucking two-time yes. college football playoff national championship, yes. and the 2020 Offensive MVP and 2020 Heisman Award winner. So, with the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select wide receiver from the University of Alabama, Devonta Smith. I pray to fucking God Jared Goff doesn't fuck this up. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, like, you know, Sean quietly has a uh, Jared Goff doesn't totally suck take, even though he's a big property owner on Jared Goff's no, sucks. No, no. I, I, I think he sucks, but I think, <laughs> I think it, uh, I think the idea that. Matt Stafford is such a huge jump up from Jared Goff. I think is a little, Jared, it's a little suspect. Jared, but I, I think Jared Goff, without the sheltering of, <laughs> uh, say. of Sean McVay in that Detroit Lions offense, is going to be really bad. But they could be, they could be an interesting fantasy team, you know, behind a bunch. And if they had Devonta Smith in just like checking yeah. it down, and and him getting a lot of yards after catch and running all over, Devonta Smith in a dome is interesting. I I still kind of keep going back and forth. I mean, just watching the film of Jalen Waddle, to me, he looks. Oh. More like an NFL receiver than Devonta Smith, but I, I I think both should be able to produce 
at the next level. The Detroit Lions, though, they could do anything here. They could go offensive lineman. Uh, I think they could go cornerback here. Like nothing really is off the board for them. Maybe running back, but I think offensive lineman, defensive lineman, even quarterback. I think all in play for the Lions, or even trading down. If you're Detroit uh, and you're truly looking for the rebuild, that's why don't one. you trade to? Well, the- we'll see how smart Dan chewing kneecaps <laughs> Campbell is. I mean, Washington trading up to get Trey Lance here at the seven spot, at the eight spot to get in front of Denver, I think is a real possibility. I, I like the, I like the chances of a lions team trading back, especially if someone's coming up for a quarterback. I just, to your point, they need a lot of stuff. Now, Dan Campbell, I can't see him taking a receiver. His first pick is head coach. I just, it, it sends <laughs> the wrong message. Like Devonta Smith is not a guy who's going to bite kneecaps. He's not he, doesn't, kneecaps. he doesn't have the, the muscle. Muscle mass. He's not doing it. Devonta, uh, Dan <laughs> you, Campbell. You need muscle mass to chew kneecaps. Well, come on, you're not some 165 pound skinny ass receiver. No, you're right. Dan Campbell not is not drafting someone in the first round that he can easily throw. That's and true. And he could be easily pick up Devonta <laughs> Smith and throw him. So you think? I mean, honestly, if I'm he's the gonna, Lions, he's gonna like, grab they're a gonna, lineman. They're gonna reach and go uh, defensive lineman, or I, I yeah. think, I think they're really. In the market for Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. With yep. the number eight pick, the Carolina Panthers are now on the clock. Yes, sir. <laughs> so we're out for Jr. here, contributor yeah. for the Sports Gambling Podcast the Network. Energy. And I have a small cameo in the college experience Ooh. where I portray a guy that knows a little bit about college football, <laughs> college basketball. But however, we're talking about the Carolina Panthers here, 704, baby. And with the eighth overall pick, we select Rashawn Slater. Offensive tackle, Northwestern. The draft board made it easy for us. We wanted to get Sam Darnold some help. Well, we couldn't get Jamar Chase. We couldn't get Devontae Smith. But, however, we're going to give him some protection with Rashawn Slater. He's the next best available offensive tackle in the draft. Hey, man, come on. I mean, in 2019, he went up against Chase Young, number one overall pick. Took him toe-to-toe in that Northwestern game. Northwestern got killed but Rashawn Slater didn't. So, however, we're going to take him number eight. Keep pounding. Love it. Let's go. I love the deep pull. The North. I mean, we love our Northwestern linemen. Uh, shout out to uh, Eric. I Olson. played D one. Yes. On Twitter. Uh, look, I, I mean, I think again, if Matt rule is the guy we think he is culture, he's building culture. I, I think he build culture with offensive linemen. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, that pick at this spot totally makes sense. But again, seven, eight spot, I, I could see someone trading up to grab Trey Lance because the, the Denver Broncos certainly could be in the mix uh, for him here. It definitely seems like this is the range where the trades will happen if the quarter if it if it's if, if the quarterbacks are as good as teams think they are. Someone's coming up here. This well, range. and and worth noting, we're we're doing this mock draft, but we will be doing a what is it going to be? Three hour live draft simulcast. First round, pick first by round pick analysis. Yes. We'll, we'll have guests for each team. Guests for each team. A uh, bunch of uh, the SGPN contributors calling in, reacting live to their their team on the clock. And uh, it's going to be exciting. We'll be streaming live here, slamming some Coors lights and uh, getting crazy watching the draft with the number nine pick. The Denver Broncos are now on the clock with the ninth pick of the 2021 NFL draft. The Denver Broncos select quarterback Trey Lance, North Dakota. This is Dick Olson, by the way, he's out. 
Uh, Dick, that was a great, uh, that was a great dick pick as, uh, as the kids call it. I get Dick sounds noticeably out of breath. You can hear the kid in the background. Appreciate uh, oh, Dick for getting rest that in, in peace. Multitasking <laughs> rest in peace, bro. Now, now the only thing I, I think the Broncos picking Trey Lance totally makes sense, but it does seem what my sources have said is that Elway, even though he's not the general manager, still holds a lot of sway. <laughs> yeah, he does. And still, you gotta get him. And out of still there. wants to see one more season out of Drew Locke. So it'll be interesting to see if the new management, if they can actually pull the trigger on Trey Lance. And watching Trey Lance, man, he's fun. But again, it's so hard, you know, watching the film against you know situations like him where so few games started in his and, career. And I think the part, the area where I would be, you know, diving into the tape a little bit, not saying I'm looking at a quarterback because I am the starting quarterback in the year. <laughs> but Kramer is in character as Daniel Jones. But, if you haven't, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's, it's, tr- it's a tricky situation with playing at that level. Uh, noticing the fact that he might have a little bit of an accuracy problem already, and you wouldn't you wouldn't notice it because the cornerbacks aren't quite as dynamic. Yeah, uh, I would, but 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 you know the the way he runs the ball, like different kind of quarterback. I certainly could see a guy like Elway also getting really excited about Trey Lance. <laughs> oh, oh no! And now the number ten pick, the Dallas Cowboys. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs> Kramer and I yeah. are representing the Dallas Cowboys. We came to a consensus here. Patrick Sertain really wanted to give him a, the an second off- an offensive player. Really wanted to give him. An yeah, offensive. I but mean, it's just not. It's not realistic, right? We, we tried to keep the Mac Jones. <laughs> the dra- <laughs> we tried to keep the draft board realistic here. We'll see if if uh, you know if they really have taken away the keys to the castle from Jerry Jones. Cause you know, Jerry Jones wants to go offense. He would maybe like to take Jalen Waddle, oh get, get a third receiver <laughs> for them, but their defensive backfield is horrible. And again, to the point where Cowboys think they're going to be so good. Once they get Dak Prescott back, you got the Cowboys really bad with Dak Prescott two and three with one of those wins, a miraculous win on that crazy weird onside kick. So uh, we'll see, but I, 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 I think they got to go cornerback here. Yeah, I, I mean, again, we we enjoy playing the Cowboys because they have zero pass defense, and and that's that. All right, Sean, give me the music. It's time. With the number eleven pick, the New York Football Giants select. Uh, with the eleventh pick, Sean, I Daniel Jones representing the New York All Rise Football Giants. Will we will be taking Elijah Vera Tucker? Out of USC, someone Sean who opted in to football last season to show the world he could play tackle. Someone who's going to start somewhere on the offensive line, and somewhere, someone Sean who, as we like to say, very high floor. Again, they're going to plug him in somewhere on the offensive line. This is the pick. If you're betting on Daniel Jones, please. <laughs> if you're betting on me, please take this man. Uh, I think the pick could be Jalen Waddle. Well, I, I think, but but, but I I don't I feel good about my weapons already. I feel good about the Galladay signing. I think Evans finally going to show us something, and, and Sterling he's really gonna he's gonna he's gonna work nicely with Galladay there in the middle. So I'm fine with the weapons. I need more time. 
I want the offensive lineman. Let's well, fucking and, go. And, and Daniel Jones needs a lot of time. Some would say oh, infinite wait. amount of time. You, you, and you I take think these low. Bl- I mean, that's got nothing to do with football. I think. I think the New York Giants. If I had to predict who they end up with at the eleven spot, I think it's actually going to be Devonta Smith. And uh, Gettleman has been. <laughs> he's very excited about Devonta. Smith. And also, he's kind of tipped his hand over the. Someone had an article breaking it down about how like. Gettleman like can't keep the secret of who they're going to draft, no, and it seems not. like it's going to be Devonta Smith. Now in this, I don't version, mind that either. Devonta Smith has been taken, and yeah, it's tough to build a case against him. Uh, uh, you know, Again, being the receiver and being with, the pick with the I, other I, receivers I, they I, have, I, I like. That. I would slightly worry. Just uh, again, I, I got nothing <laughs> about Vera Tucker, but I think to me, getting the third offensive tackle at the eleventh spot is a little troublesome. Well, it it he he would also be the the either top or second guard. I mean, he's yeah. he's gonna play anywhere. That that's part of why you like him because it doesn't matter. But he'll start somewhere. And, and I think again, back to to my point, Sean. He opted into football last year. Love it uh, to show everyone he, he was versatile and he could play tackle as well as guard. So I'm all that. That's the kind of kid who plays for Joe Judge. That's the kind of kid who fits in the all rise culture. Sean, you are on the clock with the twelve. Pick in the 2021 NFL draft. The Philadelphia Eagles select receiver out of Alabama, Jalen Waddle. Come on down. I, I love the idea. The Eagles have, uh, they need more dynamic playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. I don't mind going receiver here. I also don't mind going cornerback. I, I think they're going to alternate going cornerback and receiver one and two, and they have a very high. Uh, second round pick number 37. So we'll see kind of how the board shakes out, but I think they're going to do a combination of quarterback and cornerback and receiver. And I, I mean, I love what I've seen out of Jalen Waddle, the ankle stuff, a little bit of a sc- little scary, but um, I, I don't know, man, he looks like the real deal. I love the burst he has after the catch and you know, just watching some of these highlights. I, I think Waddle's biggest accomplishment was he made Tua a top ten yeah. pick as a quarterback he, and and I, I he's good he's really good he's good I, I'm not that worried about the ankle I, I don't know to me he's just a clean prospect I would love to see Jalen Waddle clean prospect Cle- like clean that. prospect it's tough to build a case against him and he's good friends with. Jalen hurts. And I like the idea of having three dudes named Jalen on our starting 11. So three out of 11, almost 25% of the team will be named Jalen. If there's chemistry there, that that's a, that's a huge thing there. And they didn't play a ton together. They've only, he only threw one touchdown pass in college, but they're like boys. So I like that. I like that narrative. They're going to put the time, the extra time you need to succeed in the national football league, moving over to the 13th pick with the Los Angeles chargers. Hi gang, Justin Decker here, Los Angeles Chargers super fan, UCLA season ticket holder, and all around West Coast pigskin correspondent for the Sports Gambling Podcast. With the 13th pick in the 2021 mock draft, the Chargers select Caleb Fairley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Now, ideally, the Chargers are going to want to get a new receiver to help with the loss of Hunter Henry, who left for New England. Helped Justin Herbert avoid one of the sophomore slumps. But most likely, Jamar Chase out of LSU will not be available, nor will either of the two Bama receivers. So, Fairley 
can solidify that secondary, which a couple of years ago was one of the best in the league, but with the departure of Desmond King to the Titans and the Casey Hayward being released, Caleb Farley, <laughs> big physical cornerback, can team up with the return of Derwin James and get the Chargers back to bully ball in 2021, baby. <laughs> San Diego. Super yeah, Chargers. Amazing, uh, amazing title he gave himself. And uh, I think we might have to pull out. Hey gang, <laughs> hey gang, have to deduct some points for not uh, singing the song live. Caleb Farley again, kind of the number two, number yeah. three cornerback. Maybe they go J.C. Horn, a kid out of South Carolina. Maybe they take the Virginia Tech grad here. Caleb Farley, there's been a couple medical things that have popped recently, uh, some back stuff, which is kind of scary, possibly red flag ish. And again, injury issues going to the Chargers and that medical staff is honestly his willingness to tackle would be my concern as a fan of, of, of well, Virginia and that, Tech. And JC Horn, super physical, willing to tackle, willing to put his body out there. So. I think we would have to do a deeper dive on the scheme to see really what's the I, best fit. But to me, it's a, it's one of those things where it, how do you play? If you're playing like the, here's the thing, man coverage. Yeah. I, I would take fairly might be the best guy in the class. Like just dynamic if you're gonna play cover two or zone and you need a tackling cornerback. You probably go JC horn uh, uh, there. Yeah. Long, a little bit, a little bit more physical probably, but uh, look, I, I rooted for the guy in college. He did opt out, Sean. We should, mm. we should point that out. Red flag. Uh, but, but again, yeah, I think, you know, I, I've rooted for a lot of good cornerbacks that have made it to the NFL and the only one that has been successful that didn't really like to tackle that I've seen was D'Angelo Hall. There haven't been too many others, and Fairley's on that level on the on the on the coverage as well. So, you know, it'd be fun for him to come to the Chargers. I, I I'll say that it gives me another reason to root for him next year. With the number fourteen pick, the Minnesota Vikings select. This is Greg Kayeski, an avid sports gambling podcast listener and helping DGen Nation get access to no commission betting at Better Edge. Today, I'll be selecting for the Minnesota Vikings. They will pick Christian Derrishaw of Virginia Tech. As a three-year starter there, he will step in on day one and make a massive impact on the Minnesota Vikings offensive line. Kramer, you're the, you're the VT uh, guy. Well, I, I knew he was going to be, a, by the way, Greg totally wasn't one of the guys who uh, maybe had a couple too many cocktails <laughs> and couldn't get the recording in on time. That had nothing to do with the raspy boy. Um, look, he was, he was good. And I think part of the reason this team was decent at all was the fact that the, the offensive line can do some stuff. I'm always hesitant when, when the Hokies have a lineman that come out, not, not a position we excel sending guys to the next level. Um, but I mean, two top fourteen picks for Virginia Tech. How are you guys not better this season? You know, hey Justin Fuente, what's up, bro? Yeah, I I I, I, I don't mind the pick though because I guess I don't know. I, again, I think JC Horn is a real possibility as as well here. Uh, looking at that draft board, moving along, the number fifteen pick, New England Patriots are on the clock. <laughs> What's up, boys? It's your boy, Boston Capper. Mm. Uh, I am the self appointed Minister of Culture for the <laughs> Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I also co host the Golf Gambling Podcast uh, on the same network. Uh, so uh, I'm picking 15 for the Patriots. The reason I'm doing it is because Sean and Ryan are bullies and they're making me make a pick that we all know is not going to happen. Because what's going to happen is Bill is going to either trade down for 
uh, more picks in the third round so we can pick up some more depth guys who <laughs> return kicks or whatever it is that they do on special teams. <laughs> um, or or he'll, he'll, uh, he'll just trade back altogether. Uh, so, but, listen, uh, I am on team anybody but goddamn Cam. Cam Newton is a terrible fucking quarterback. Mac Jones was still on the board, who I don't even like. His body looks like mine, and that is that should not happen if you're an NFL quarterback. So, uh, with the 15th pick, uh, the New England Patriots, in my brain, will select Matt Jones, and uh, on draft night, you'll just hear me screaming fuck a lot because we're just going to trade back and do nothing because he it's wants to win It's a baby fucking wheel, it man. No goddamn sense. But 15, Mac Jones, let's go. Uh, again, uh, <sighs> I, I'm with Capper here on the logic of anyone but Cam Newton yeah. and and Mac Jones, the Saban Belichick connection. There could be something there. Again, I think if you're the Patriots, you, you probably. I I don't know who's getting excited about Cam Newton. I really no don't. One. Unless there was serious, like unless the med, I mean, unless he shouldn't have been playing last year. Like I'm not excited. No. Cam Newton sucks. And, and by and the way, uh, if you if you head over to YouTube, you, you'll you'll see uh, right over Sean's shoulder the pick tracker. Ooh, so uh, sweet, all, sweet, all the beautiful all pick the past picks. If you wanted to get caught up, you maybe yeah. tuned in a little bit late. So yeah, uh, what's how can people get to YouTube, Sean? YouTube.com right. slash Sports Gambling Podcast. While we're taking a uh, quick little promo break here, want to make sure you check out Better Than Vegas Daily free video picks. Of course I gave out a sweet video pick uh, on better than Vegas where it was touting Alabama, a and M FCS football. They lit it up 38, 14 covered that minus four and a half. No fucking problem. And I was a nice little, uh, nice little cold one in the uh, promo video as well. Sports gambling slash BTV. That'll take you right to our profile page. Follow that. So you never miss a video pick. And also we're on Riffer Riffer fun little uh, new app. It is f- called micro podcasting. Basically uh, we're going to be putting out some mini episodes, AKA free picks. All you do download the app, subscribe to our channel, and you will be getting these riffs as soon as they drop sports slash Riffer R I F F R sports slash Riffer. Again, if you don't have time for a full episode, great, uh, great little quick fix there with Riffer, and you can download the app. Or again, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/riffer. Take you right to our profile page. Let's do it, Ryan. Second half of the draft, Arizona Cardinals pick number sixteen. They're on the clock here. Oh. This is Ryan McKee, aka Rich Fat Baby, aka the Cardiac Cardinal. I'm a host of NBA Gambling Podcast, and I used to be the editor of SGPN website. Due to my long-suffering devotion to the Arizona football squad, I won the dubious honor of choosing their first-round draftee. So, with the 16th overall draft pick, the Arizona Cardinals select J.C. Horn from the University of South Carolina. To me, it's an easy choice. The Cardinals desperately need another starting quarterback opposite of their new free agent signing, Malcolm Butler. Horn is a three-year starting Gamecock with BDE. Mm. He has great size <laughs> and measurables, plays physical, and Long. won't get scared by the Gosh. leap in competition. With J.C. Horn added to the already stacked defense, the Cardinals might actually be good enough to overcompensate for Cliff Kingsbury's horrible game management. 
Yeah, I, I like the pick there. I, I think them being able to upgrade at cornerback at, at is huge. Bit right? of a slide, right? He this is the, I think this is the first uh do we have a value pick sound drop? <laughs> Maybe the uh I mean it, it's this feels if you're the Cardinals and you're walking away with what it probably in the system that you play feel is the best guy. I I think you're happy. No, I, I think you're stoked. I, I think the pick makes sense. It, it fills it. It fills a value. If, if the Cardinals end up getting JC Horn, I I think they're super fucking Sh- excited. Sean, you know, uh, the the game's becoming a, more about the passing game, which means you got to shut them down too. <laughs> Number 17 pick, the Las Vegas Raiders are on the clock. What's going on, everybody? It's Winoff, aka Sports Nerd, picking for the Las Vegas Raiders. I am the NBA Gambling Podcast co host, part of SGPN. And with that 17th pick in this upcoming NFL 2021 draft, I have the Las Vegas Raiders selecting Mika Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. It's pretty simple. Raiders ranked number 30 in total defense last year. Desperately need help on that side of the football. Insert Mika Parsons, a guy that has speed, a guy that has versatility, a guy that has explosiveness, who can make that immediate impact for this Raiders defense. He'll fit right in. And maybe, just maybe, for the Las Vegas Raiders, John Gruden can get these guys and their shit going mentally. We got to get our shit going mentally. Great callback nice to the work. sound drop, and, and again, I, I love the pick here. No <laughs> way they're taking a defender, right? No, uh, uh, the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, Gruden. No, but I mean they <laughs> they got they got Colin Farrell super high. They're all over the board. Yeah, right? Mayock had to like sell three years of picks <laughs> to Gruden for that. Here's another note. I think, and again, we'll probably get to this in the in the draft props podcast, but. If you can get a prop of Mika Parsons first defender drafted, looking at this board and just talking about attitude and style of play, I could definitely see the Detroit Lions yeah. talking themselves into drafting him at number seven. So guy, he's I, a guy who chews kneecaps. Yeah. I and <laughs> he's got some attitude issues. There's been some off the field stuff of like, yeah. you know, pouring water on people and getting into fights and and shit like that, which that's the kind of guy you want in the Las Vegas Raiders organization. Uh Got a got a very dynamic skill set and uh, and a guy and again they need help on defense probably a guy going into last before he opted out like a top five pick yeah so there is like that element of you really like has has he gotten worse are we sour on him because he opted out uh, I am but you know you're not allowed to say that in the media you just have to respect you, their you decision you just said that <laughs> uh, look I, I I think the Giants would consider him. At their pick, so to get him down here, this would be a good pick for the Raiders. But I, I don't know. Gruden just seems to have a track record of screwing it up. At number eighteen, the Miami Dolphins are on the clock. What's going on, boys? This is Insano with the eighteenth pick in the 2021 SGPN mock draft. The Miami Dolphins select Quiddy Pay, edge rusher, University of Michigan. With the first pick, they took Jamar Chase to fill the need at wide receiver. I think this pick they'll choose defensive end. They need a pass rush after getting rid of Van Noy and Lawson. So I think this second pick, they're going to choose whatever top defensive pass rusher is left on their list. I'm hoping it's pay because he seems to be the top rusher on all the mock drafts. I think if Parsons or any of the other two offensive tackles drop, 
they'll end up selecting them instead. But I think if all of those guys are taken, they're going to end up taking a defensive end. That's all I got for you boys. Wishing you guys the best of luck in your bets. And don't forget to let it ride. Hell yeah. Beautiful. Nice let it ride. Yeah, I, I again kind of makes sense. And Quiddy Pay, I, I am kind of worried that the Eagles draft Quiddy Pay. Yeah. They, they love a they love a good first round pass rusher. And I, I think my only knock against him as far as like not wanting him at 12 is just kind of a limited sample size. Again, Michigan didn't play a full season this year. Can and I make can I confess something, sure. Sean? I don't think I can evaluate a pass rusher. I have no idea with these guys. Yeah. And honestly, with Michigan, I just default to it's gonna be a bust. It's gonna be a taco Charlton. It's gonna Well, but but also to their point, if you're getting the the uh, like kind of consensus number one pass rusher at 18, maybe it's worth a shot. Or it just tells you that the class maybe the, the class, class is so bad, yeah. I mean, how often I mean, how often do you go through the top ten picks and not have a defensive lineman? It is weird. It is weird. All right, moving over to 19 with the Washington football team. They're on the clock. NC Nick here, part of the college experience on the sports gambling podcast network. I'm a fan of the Washington football team. And for the first time in a while, we have some optimism heading into the season. Got a pretty (laughs) nice roster here without any real glaring weaknesses. What I'm looking for though, in the first round, I'm looking for some linebacker depth. I'm looking for a guy with top notch coverage skills. That guy is Jeremiah Owosu Koromoa, the linebacker out of, out of Notre Dame. This dude actually lined up some in the, as a slot cornerback for the Fighting Irish last year. Might be the best linebacker at coverage skills in the entire draft. I'm glad he slid to number 19 here. The Washington football team will gladly scoop him up. He'll be another nice piece to an already dominant defense. Let's go, Washington football team. Going to win the NFC East this year. Oh, he snuck that in at the end. I, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, Washington, very high, very, very optimistic. Here, but right? let's not forget, they were down to the Eagles in that last get, that must get win game. And they only won because, you know, we desperately wanted to get a look at Nate <laughs> Sudfeld. Now, uh, again, Washington football team is in an interesting spot. I still think they haven't found their franchise quarterback long-term. I still think they're going to make a move for Trey Lance, but if they don't and they draft here at 19, yeah. Rounding out that front seven, which they already have a strong front seven, adding a little depth makes sense. I mean, again, this is a, I mean, if the defense, if if this pick turns out to be what it could be, I mean, the defense is really good. Obviously the Washington football team is the team I'm I'm most scared of if I'm Daniel Jones right now in that defense. So uh, well done NC Nick. Well done. Let's number 20 Chicago bears on the clock. Hello football fans. This is Polly poodle checking in from the SGP and slack channel where I'm the resident chef and jackass <laughs> today. I'll be representing the Chicago bears with the 20th pick in the 2021 <laughs> SGP and NFL mock draft. The Chicago bears select offensive tackle Leo Meckenberg university of Notre Dame. Unfortunately, there won't be a quarterback worth taking at 20. So the next best way to build a franchise is through the O line and the D line. Notre Dame has done a great job in recent years of producing NFL caliber old linemen. <laughs> Liam is no exception to this. The knocks on him might be slight lack of trench aggression, and he doesn't anchor very well the, <laughs> the line. However, the ever-evolving NFL, the addition of RPOs, mobile quarterbacks, trick plays, 
I think in the modern NFL, Liam will fit well. He's smooth, athletic, can move in space well, and I believe he's the ideal tackle going forward in the NFL. Thanks for your time, and please tweet respectfully and let it ride. Mike, uh, another strong finish. I like yeah. the music in the background. Very good uh, music choice there. Nice we got we got to learn more about. I, I, I we got to ask Polly what the the background on the name. Don't don't understand what the Polly Poodle's all about. Uh, the handle. Yeah, sometimes you don't ask questions, John. So it sounds like an Italian uh, mafia name. <laughs> little this, little that. I I like. Uh, yeah, I mean, going tackle here makes sense. I think he kind of nailed it. There's not going to be a good quarterback. You got to go offensive you got line. Your guy, you got your quarterback. You got QB one. You, you got, got Andy Dalton. What uh, more do you need? I don't mean to laugh. I I wouldn't be surprised if they go skill position here. And again, he probably doesn't want to hear this, but I think if there is a team oh, no. that would go running back in the first round this early, it might be the Chicago Bears. No, you. Why would they do that? I'm just saying, right? They uh, have uh, Montgomery. They he looked great at the end of the season. That's true. I'm just I would not be shocked if they're looking for someone on the offense to help them out. I think this is they're going to go lineman. I I like this pick. I agree with this pick. I co-sign this pick. I think the Bears could even n- move around in the first round potentially to make mm. sure they get their guy. They're Lock gonna, up that O line. They're, they're going lineman. Come on, you don't go after Andy Dalton and not protect him. <laughs> With the 21st pick, the Indianapolis Colts are on the clock. What's up, y'all? Dan Titus here, and I'm going to be making a selection for the Indianapolis Colts with the 21st pick in the 2021 SGPN mock draft. And with the 21st pick, the Indianapolis Colts select Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. Now, the reason that I'm going with Tevin Jenkins here is because most of the stud offensive tackles have already left the board as well as an edge rusher, which was the immediate need for the Colts. You know, we had Christian Derisaw go to the Minnesota Vikings, and we also had Quiddy Pay go to the Miami Dolphins. Next best on the board was Tevin Jenkins. Think this guy slides in very well for the retired Anthony Costanzo. Yes, he's converted from the right tackle position to the left tackle, but the way this guy gets upfield and 211 pass rushes last year only allowed four QB QB sacks. So this guy is a beast, a monster, very athletic, and will play well in the Colts run zone offense, as well as uh, helping them out in the pass pass block scheme and protecting Carson Wentz. I'm Dan Titus and I'm with the NBA gambling podcast. Mm, and he gave Carson Wentz a, a nod. That's he probably <laughs> lost points in your book there. Huh? Well, he is, he is an Eagles fan and that's why we assigned yeah. him. Well, that's why we assigned him the Colts there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that that makes sense for what the Colts are trying to do. They do have Quentin well, Nelson. They, they have a decent offensive line <sighs> otherwise, but they do have a giant hold to fill with Costanzo retiring. Yeah. And I, I think, I think this is the right move again. Well, and right? again, we saw it with you got you went out you went and got a quarterback. You got to make sure you can protect and, him. And the Tampa Bay Bucks did that uh, flawlessly last year. Probably doesn't get enough talk, but a, in the first round they drafted Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. He started every game and and given Brady it pressure mattered. was a huge part of them making that Super Bowl run. Yeah, it definitely mattered. And uh fuck Carson Wentz. With the number 22 <laughs> pick, the Tennessee Titans are on the clock. Welcome everyone to the 2021 Sports Gambling Podcast Network Mock Draft. Uh, my name is Sean Burns. I'm a sports analyst here with the organization, uh, working with the NFL and college football. Uh, I'll, I'll be selecting for the Tennessee Titans, who picked 22nd in the first round. Uh, I'm going with Greg Newsom, cornerback out of Northwestern, six foot, 192 pounds. 
Titans uh, need to fix their pass defense. It was absolutely brutal last year. Uh, they finished 29th in the, in, in, in the league last year. Uh, Newsom, quality player in college. He's experienced in zone coverage and man coverage and obviously was a very well-coached uh, player under, un, under uh, Pat Fitzgerald. Um, and if you look at the AFC South, uh, you've got some quality quarterbacks now in the, uh, that, that the Titans are going to have to play twice. Uh, you got Trevor Lawrence coming in. You got Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yes. And you know we have my man Sean Green's favorite quarterback ever, Carson Wentz, who we know is going to be playing at an MVP level now that he's out of Philly. Yes. Greg Newsom fills a need. Titans have to go secondary. I'm out. Nice. I mean, he made a great case for uh, Greg Newsom. I mean, he should be Greg Newsom's agent. Right. Laid out all the. Uh, I mean, maybe you're worried about Northwestern and. I don't, I don't know. Not a, not a cornerback factory, but the guy passes all the measurables and yeah, I, I think that's a steal. If the Titans can get him this late. Well, it's another, I mean, again, they, they lose a Dory Jackson. It, it, yeah. They're, I mean, but their secondary was bad even yeah, I mean, before it, losing guys too. It, it not the worst position to be investing for them. So yeah, maybe uh, Greg Newsom can help uh, Mr. Vrabel get to that, get to that, <laughs> not uh, have to expose cutting off his dick. <laughs> Yes. Okay, here we go. Number 23. <laughs> the New York Jets are back on the clock. Good eye, mate. Pick Dundee here in the New York Jets. Mega shock, great white shock special play of the day, pick of the day, or pick second pick of the day, I should say. The 23rd pick in the draft, the New York Football Jets. Jason Alway, yes, from Ooh. Penn State. Look, we we it's the New York Jets. All right, the first round of the draft. We always sound like this. Well, well I don't get. Right All of our fans sound like that because we are always <laughs> baffled at this at the picks that the New York Jets make. They have suge- they have selected 15 defensive players in the first round since 2002. That means only six offensive players. I don't get it. It's like the the and we've seen the whole sport trend one direction. I trust it. They like me. picking defensive players. <laughs> That's just the fact of it here. But we need defensive help this year. Traditionally, a lot of those years we didn't need the help. This year we need an edge rusher or a cornerback. And this is where we get one of our needs. Jason Oway from Penn State Kids a stud. He's a freak. He's gonna help us get to the quarterback. And uh, with us having a bunch of other draft picks, we can load up on offense later. This is the pick for the New York Jets. We're going to the Super Bowl sometime in Don't the worry, next 100 years. Seconds. Let's get it done. I'm a little scared. Penn State, we drafted a guy named Blair Thomas really early once. But hey, maybe we can look past that. Jason Alway, the play. Let's do this thing. J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I think, I think Colby recycled the uh, we're going to get to the Super Bowl once in the next 100 years. <laughs> I do like this constant stream of data coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, or again, this is what's been great about this mock draft. I've been letting the contributors do the heavy lifting on the pronunciations. Yeah, I'm worried, (laughs) or I'm not worried, but uh, I was listening to Greg Cosell Mm. doing a podcast breaking down draft prospects, and he's you know this old school dude watches all the film, really sharp with like his breakdowns, and he has he has this kid out of Penn State, Jason Owa, as like the surprise stud pass rusher. So I I I like the handicap, and if again getting them getting possibly the best pass rusher in the draft, it's that handwork, it's that handwork, you know. Yeah, yeah, bumping him around, getting off the line. Any thoughts, Kramer? I mean, I, I think again, if you're the, 
I, again, I, I, I confess to you and, and to the listening audience in the world uh, that I, I can't, I'm not great at the uh, the old pass rusher analysis because I, I look at these guys and sometimes you look at them and you're like that makes it's easy that makes sense right well and also I just watched the five minute but, YouTube but, highlight and all they're doing <laughs> is getting sacks and I'm like yeah that guy looks like a badass and, and for some reason like when you watch cornerbacks I feel like you can see it more like oh damn that dude's tackling like oh damn yeah. look at the way. And, and with pass well, it's, rushers, it's easier to see with cornerbacks because you can see whether they get that cut on the ball, like when the ball's in the air, how close, you know, how do they move when the ball's in the air? It's a little bit more obvious. But with the, the pass rushers, you have to factor in, you know, who who the kid they're going up against and everything. It does seem like uh, he could be a guy that ends up not being there for the Jets at this point because he could be one of those guys that gets really hot. Uh, because because guys like Greg Cosell matter like th- that kind of opinion like looking at the finer details like it's probably something with his footwork or the way that he he positions his hands that that leads these guys to be like oh shit like if he's already doing that at this age we can get this guy to a real dynamic place. The number twenty four uh, pick Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock. Hey, this is Patty C with the College Experience Podcast, picking for the Pittsburgh Steelers. With the 24th pick in the draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Najee Harris, running back, Alabama. Ooh. Steelers have always been synonymous with power running, but over the past decade, the running game has really started to slip as they have been a little too reliant on franchise quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. In fact, over the past three years, they've finished in the bottom four of the league in rushing each year, including dead last last year. That's not a, not going to cut it during the playoffs, so... They go for Najee Harris, the six foot two, 229 pound specimen, clocked a speedy 4.4540 at his pro day and had several jaw dropping highlights en route to Alabama's national championship. Steelers fans are drooling over him, and the Steelers would be wise to satiate their appetite for power running and draft Harris. Nice use of the word satiate. <laughs> I think, and again, if you can find a, a draft prop that's like this exact player to go at this exact draft spot, I, I think Love Patty this. C nailed it. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're already leaking out that they're going to look f- for the running back. They got rid of uh, Connor. He's a, he's now with the Cardinals. This is the I right think they're range. Doing, they're doing okay receiver wise. I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to take a shot at quarterback. Again, Trey Lance. If he falls, could be interesting and like a guy that like that wouldn't need to start right away and and hang out in that Pittsburgh system. But yeah, I I think if you can find a Najee Harris to be drafted twenty fourth overall prop bet on itself, I, I think there's value there. Yeah, and I again, I think it it's it's the pick that makes the most sense. This is the range where it's okay to take a running back in the first round. Um, and, and I think, you know, there's a, there's a possibility that Harris is pretty fucking like, it's always hard with the Alabama running backs, but yeah. now we watch Derrick Henry and it's just like, well, <laughs> ah. so it is possible. Yes. And, and, and you just go from there. So yeah, I like the pick. I like the pick with the 25th pick the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. Hey everybody. This is Tommy Lathrop here picking for your Jacksonville Jaguars. After scrutinizing over all these great prospects, Urban Meyer and I select Trayvon Morig, safety from TCU. 
What better way to finally put a closure on the Jalen Ramsey debacle than to use a final draft pick from that trade on another stud in the secondary? Yes, the Jaguars need to protect Trevor Lawrence. And yes, we need a tight end that is at least marginally usable in your DraftKings lineup. But it's tough to pass up the best safety in the draft and completely shore up that secondary. Along with last year's first round pick of C.J. Henderson and Shaquille Griffin obtained from Seattle, Morig should be the final piece of the new Jaguar no-fly zone. Duval. I like it. That sounded authentic. We have a real Jags fan in DJ. Look our, out. By the way, a shout out to Tommy. He runs the one and done uh, golf survivor pool that we're uh, hashtag digits only. I may not have submitted an entry for us last week, Sean, but I think we're still in second place. So no big deal. Nice. Yeah. I mean, and, and the 25th spot, uh, Tommy, Tommy makes a good point here. I think quietly Zach Ertz potential trade destination with the Jags and the Eagles. There's a lot of rumors about them. They're going to be 37th in the second round, so like six picks coming up. You think uh, coming up into the end of the first round? I think 25th, maybe a hair high, but I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, There's a couple of receivers they have their eye on, so if they don't get a receiver early in the first round, I think they could trade up and get a receiver here at the end of the first round. Yeah, I mean, again, I think. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who are in the constant act of rebuilding, and at least they're getting return for some of these players that are leaving, but uh, it, they have to. They have to get a cornerback. I mean, they have a lot of pieces. Like, they could have a nice running game and a decent offense. If they can play a little, it's funny to think that we're questioning their defense's ability because that was kind of what, what was carrying them there. But they have a chance to be a decent team. I don't want to say anything controversial. But if they can get a couple draft picks right, including in the cornerback uh, area, the, the <laughs> offense could be good regardless of could how. be fun. Could be fun. Uh, I think I think fun fantasy wise. I think they're still a while from being good. Remember, by the time we get there, I'll remind. I'll, I'll have seen Urban Meyer, so I'll be back yeah. to definitely fading him. But <laughs> it definitely the roster is pretty solid. With the twenty six pick in the SGPN mock draft, the Cleveland Browns are on the clock. What's up, guys? Big play Dave here to make the selection for the Super Bowl bound oh. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> and with the 26th pick, the Cleveland Browns select Aziz Ojolari, Georgia, Edge Rusher. All right. We said signing Jadavian Clowney to a one year deal was not going to change the strategy. We meant it. I think corners probably a bigger need here with our injuries, with our depth being a concern, but I didn't think Ojolari would drop to 26 here. I think he can be the long-term answer across miles Garrett, even with Jadavian Clowney here for a year, uh, Cleveland Browns drafting for depth in the first round. What a <laughs> world. <laughs> Thanks to Colby and the Jets for taking Jason Oway, gifting us one of the best edge rushers in this draft. What a Jets move. Go Browns. <laughs> I feel bad uh, because I probably influenced Colby's decision on Jason Owa. Here's what I'll say. I like I think Big Play Dave fancies himself as a rational Browns fan. The the Super Bowl bound aside, I think the fact that he knows that even though they brought in Clowney, Clowney's not really gonna fix their pass rush problems and that they still need to get a guy yep. uh, in the first round, I think shows that he's being realistic about Clowney's impact, which I don't think is going to be huge. I mean, again, like the, this, 
if it wasn't for the fact that they were the Browns, we would be pretty excited about this team. <laughs> it will be interesting to see the Browns pick. coming in with expectations and, and, and how they handle the season. And someone's going to get a steal on an edge rusher because there's no way all the like there's no way everyone in this like we're not going to have a no, guy. There's going to be a couple diamonds in the rough, Ryan. But it's up for these up for these GMs. That's what happens in the NFL draft. With the twenty seventh pick in the SGPN mock draft, the Baltimore Ravens are now on the clock. Yes, sir. <laughs> Terrell Furman Jr. here, mm. back again with another pick. This time I'm in B more baby with the twenty seventh selection in the SGPN mock draft. The Baltimore Ravens select. Jalen Phillips, defensive end, Miami. Thought about going wide receiver here to get Lamar Jackson some help on the outside. However, it is an extremely deep wide receiver class here. We can go wide receiver later, but Jalen Phillips is a top 15 talent in the draft. He has everything you're looking for from size, athleticism, skill set that you want in an edge. He just has some injury concerns that has tanked his draft stock. I think the Baltimore Ravens could not pass up on them here with the loss of Matthew Judon and Yannick Nguagwe on that defensive line. They get some really good help that they need on that line. Let's go Ravens. Just so many words being laid out in front of you that there's no way you would have pronounced uh, correctly. Um, <laughs> I know like, it's re- it's really nice. I don't uh, have again, to say any of those. Another, uh, you know, this is kind of a Ravens pick. Um, you know, getting a, getting a value pick when you when you never you know n- don't really need anything in particular. Well, and it feels like a defensive player from Miami, perfect fit in Baltimore, right? Yeah, I mean, it works. It's worked before. Yeah, it has worked before, Sean. And we've almost made the end of this draft. This is we are impressive. we are rounding the home stretch. We got what five six picks left. Closing it out, twenty eighth overall. The New Orleans Saints are now on the clock. No, I was totally not prepared for that. Sorry. This is welcome to UAB sports game of podcast ambassador for degeneracy recording live <laughs> from a local dive bars bathroom. Am I joking? <laughs> That's for you to decide at the 28th pick the new Orleans Saints select Terrace Marshall jr. Wide receiver LSU. That's right. We could have went with the uh, CB LB QB TE. We could have went with anything because we lost a whole fucking alphabet during the offseason. But <laughs> Terrace Marshall Jr., uh, he's got enough size and quickness to play anywhere on the field, which would ease the pain of losing about 60% of our end zone targets from last year. Um, <clears throat> that would really help. Uh, this pick is really based on the assumption that we are going to be starting Jameis Winston <laughs> at quarterback over Jason Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill will be allowed to soak in any other spots on the offense if he wants. <laughs> but really, who fucking knows what Sean Payton's thinking? This is where we are with the franchise, uh, hoping that James Winston is our starting quarterback. <laughs> Anyways, welcome Terrence Marshall Jr. to the Big Easy. Who dat? Ah, that was a great pick, great analysis. Yeah, I mean, New Orleans Saints wide open. Uh, there's not really one position that I would be shocked if they took. Right? I don't mind this pick because I think we've been hearing the we've been talking about how Ter- Traquan Smith's going to do something. That kid Callaway was fun. Um, but we, we see what happens to this offense when they don't have a receiver that can really yeah. dynamically stretch the field. And even Emmanuel Sanders came in and uh, what does he have left? So I, I like this pick and I specifically Terrence Marshall jr. Now he starts to get to the point where like, we probably should have talked about this with Waddle, but there's definitely a lot of depth 
uh, at the receiver position in this class, like, like was mentioned. And I, and I do wonder, like, this is, this would be a pick where the saints get another gem down here. Cause uh, I, I like him. I, I, it feels like the kind of player someone can come up, come up and get. I, yeah. And, and there's I so many good receivers. There really is. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's even still, I'm looking at the sheet. There's a, there's a couple receivers that are still probably going to be drafted here. There's also a, uh, I'm blank. Okay. Oh, Johnson out of South Dakota state. He, he is, he's a guy. I don't think he's going to go in You're the first round FCS, bro. No, but I mean, he, he, watch his tape Kramer. He is, he's exciting to watch. <laughs> You're getting drunk on some, some minor college I did, football, I did hit my lock you did. and my bonus lock. You're welcome America. You're killing it, Sean. I am really doing well at FCS football. The 29th pick overall, the green Bay Packers are on the clock. What's up everybody. This is John Jackson representing the green Bay Packers in the SGPN mock draft with the 29th pick in the 2021 NFL draft. The Packers select wide receiver Rashad Bateman Mm. out of Minnesota. This is an appeal to general manager, Brian Gutenkiss (laughs) Goody. Trust me here, man. You and I both know that Aaron Rodgers is a once in a lifetime generational arm talent. He's only thrown single digit passes to first round picks in his whole career. We got to get this man a weapon. Go spend a first rounder on a receiver this year. If we pair up Bateman with Adams, their explosiveness off the line, their physicality in downfield is going to make cornerbacks across the league scared to guard these guys. Do it, Goody. <laughs> I mean, why not? I, I think if you're the Packers and there's a wide receiver you like, you have like you got what? How how many more years do you have with Rodgers? I, mean, I feel like point? we were having the same conversation last year. <laughs> and then Jordan, and they Love. Jordan Love. So, yeah, I mean, it, uh, for Packers fans, I'm sure they're wishing they were oh. drafted by analytic guru John Jackson. But instead, I like the uh, they're Bateman not so lucky. pick though. I, I mean, he, he's another again one of these receivers that everyone's not talking about is going to be good. Uh, there's just two, like a second round receiver, especially early second round receivers are going to be good. Uh, Bateman could be one of those. We could see him in the second round in this, in this version, we see him in the first round. And I, I uh, God, if you're a pack, all right. So if the Packers, if the Packers don't draft a receiver in the first, I'll even say first two rounds, what happened? I mean, nothing, right? nothing happens, but like they, they still have they, a pretty good season what are they doing. Ah, it's just they so go dumb. 13 and three and don't win the NFC championship game. If they, if they get this draft, right, they win the super bowl. Like that's <laughs> how it works with the 30th pick in the SGPN mock draft. The Buffalo bills are on the clock. Bills really need some pass rush help, and they go out and get it here. Gregory Rousseau is an absolutely athletic freak. Six foot seven, 266, plenty of size already, and he has room to grow with that 6'7 frame. Add in that speed and that 15 and a half sacks that he had in 2019 before opting out of the 2020 season, and Buffalo gets a game record that they haven't had since that one good Mario Williams season. If you want to consider that a game wrecker season, you know, he's just an absolute monster played in the ACC. Sure. There are some concerns about him, but this is a huge upside pick for a team that was one win away from competing for a super bowl, two wins away from winning a super bowl. 
They have to fix the defense. They have to get a pass rush and get upfield. Gregory Rousseau is the athletic freak who's going to unlock that defensive line. Well, that oh. of course was uh, Adam Pelletier, the uh, the ma- the Don of Bills Mafia. Maybe he had a couple too many Coors Light seltzers. Forgot to introduce himself again. I, I, I'm with him here. I I, yeah. I think if they can get a little bit of pop on their pass rush, you look in that AFC Championship game. That really was something that was missing. Was that Patrick Mahomes just had way yeah. too much time, and then the next game you see. Patrick Mahomes not having a lot of time, and certainly in between there was uh, the injury uh, from uh, Fisher. But yeah, I I think if you're going to compete in the AFC at a high level, you need to increase your pass rush. And you know, at one point in this in the mock draft season, I was seeing Rousseau go to the Giants in the second round. So like people are fall again. I, I wonder if if by the time we're here, like some edge rushers are poking up to where maybe we do see one pop into the top ten. Because it just it just feels like someone's gonna. Re- I mean, again, quitty pay to the Lions yeah. at, at seven. It, it, you know, Michigan homegrown. Yeah. It's, a, it's guy. a good story. I I do think. I mean, I would take a little taste on quitty pay and Mika Parsons. Just the just the mindset of that Lions team. I don't know if they're gonna go skill position that early. And again, maybe they trade out of seven, but um, it, it feels like they attitude wise they're gonna go defense. Yeah. With the 31st pick in the mock draft, Kansas City Chiefs are now on the clock. Left tackle is obviously the Chiefs' biggest need here, and finding one at 31 can be difficult. Additionally, Andy Reid has strict size requirements for tackle. He likes at least 34 inch arms and has never drafted below 33. In this, the year of the short arm tackle, Stone comes in at 6'8 with 34 and 3'8 inch arms. Transitions well into passing sets, can drift deep, which Patrick often does, and can lock up an edge rusher. Oh man! And shout out to Alex Crouch, who again didn't intro himself. But it's all right. I like the deep dive on arm length <laughs> and, gotta, and the style. You gotta appreciate the next level. And again, that's why I think Penny Sewell could, um, may not be the uh, the first overall pick. But also, uh, Andy Reid drafting a guy named Stone. There's something. Uh, there's something very classical about that. Yeah. And again, they lost Fisher. He's uh he retired, right? Or I mean again with yeah, and with a team uh, you know, you're spending so much fucking money on your quarterback. Now you got to you got to win the, the the draft game with your linemen cuz those are expensive players too. So a left tackle for 5 years on a rookie yeah, deal. Yeah, rookie you, contract. You get it right. Lock it up. All right. Last pick of the SGPN mock draft. 32, the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now on the clock. Hi, this is TJ jumped TJ Reeves of the three dog Thursday podcast and Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio. And with the 32nd pick in the 2021 SGPN mock draft, the Buccaneers will select Joe Tryon defensive in university of Washington. Now the Buccaneers did give a massive contract this off season to fellow defensive in Shaq Barrett, 40 million plus guaranteed on a long-term deal for him. But the Bucs need depth at defensive end. They need a replacement for Jason Pierre Paul, who, while he was a pro bowler last year is 32 years old. They've got to look to the future. The six, five, 260 
50-pound Tryon fits that bill. He didn't play a year ago for Washington, opting out for COVID reasons, but in his last season, 2019, he had eight sacks, 12 and a half tackles for loss. The Buccaneers also formally drafted Vita Vea in the first round out of the University of Washington. Mm. They go back to the Huskies for Joe Tryon at 32. I, I like the strategy, and I like when teams do this overall, where they have now in a you know I think teams get kind of sucked into to you know picking need, but I also like teams that just say, "Hey, we have a really good defensive line. We're going to go all in on that defensive line, this front seven, and really use it as a cornerstone." They got the offense figured out to a certain degree with obviously Tampa, uh, you know Tampa Bay and 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 their receivers there, so. Loading up on defensive line, I think it makes sense. Yeah, I mean Tom Brady clearly learned something from that 2007-2008 Giants team. <laughs> and honestly, the Giants were good back then because they would every year a new guy. They would have a new guy coming in, and, and I think there is something to the fact of when you're great at something, you should stay. You should try your hardest to stay great at it because it, it it's really hard to go from average to great. And I think too. So yeah, I love the angle, especially again. They won the Super Bowl. They're hung. They're going to be a little hungover next year, but you got to you got <laughs> to replenish the cupboards, fill up those cupboards. Oh man, we did it, Sean. We did it. And uh, big thank you, of course, to all the uh, contributors, yeah, everything fun. they do on the network, and uh, submitting these, fighting through whatever uh, drinking issues they may or may not have had. And uh, dropping those in there, perfect way to perfect reason to, to plug our Slack. Again, we added a uh, we added a cryptocurrency oh. uh, channel to the Slack channel. That's been fun, of course. Our NBA Top Shot channel has been popping off. So, besides the major, you know, the major sports, this was the f- I got some actual feedback. I, I someone was trying to get into Top Shot, so mm-hmm. I of course I said, you know what, sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/slack. Hop into the Top Shot channel. We got some guys that are like legit, like selling services around this, yeah. but but just. Good information, and, and the feedback was everyone's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, as far as like uh, internet communities, we've had a, a strong no dickhead policy that's just worked out. No issues. Everyone there is cool. <laughs> I'm saying there's no like there's. I'm surprised yeah, there hasn't listen, been. I mean, I mean, people obviously. If you, listen to, if you listen to the show, they're they're, cool. they're getting my vibe, so yes. they, they know to be cool. <laughs> they know <laughs> I don't. They know I don't like to be bothered with petty shit. No take that shit elsewhere. Of course. Thank you guys for spreading the word on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe rate and review. We're doing uh merch Mondays alive and well every Monday on Twitter at gambling podcast. Follow us there. I will tweet out a winner of uh, some free gear based nice. on a Apple podcast review. Very easy to do. And, uh, Thank you, as always. Uh, Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. And Sean, if you were maybe you were driving in your car when you were listening to this, but you wanted to see it, yeah, a visual form of it. Where could you do that, Sean? YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast and the full written list. It will be at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. There you go. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green, and he is Ryan. Is it football season yet, Sean? Oh, rise, Kramer. Let it ride.